Let's drink beer. It makes my mind clear. It takes me away from here. Let's drink beer. Let's drink beer. Pop the top, lift it up, drink it up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Beer. Uh, one thing we always like to talk about is what do we eat with all this beer that we drink. Today we're going to get into that. We have pizza from Pizza Mama. We're joined by Matt Resich, owner, Brickfire Tavern, Pizza Mama. Let's get into it. Yes. Hey, welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Let's, let's drink yeah. something. Pop the <laughs> You got the perfect stuff here. Pizza, pizza beer, right? Pizza beer, totally. There is such a thing as pizza beer, right? That's my go-to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what, what are your pizza go-to pizza beers? I mean, Bavik being one of them, but Bavik, what, what styles? Pilsners in general, I like. Um, I like I like bottle fermented items, like uh, Menabreas from Italy. Yes. Um, actually, Dave and I have some history with that. <laughs> what a great <laughs> beer. Well, cheers to history. Cheers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, So why Pilsner's? What's, what, what makes that the perfect pizza beer? It's light and crisp. It cuts, you know, pizza's got, yeah, what are we doing? Let's pizza has some, some bread, it's got some fat, it's got, <laughs> you know, some, oh, some richness to it. Talk us through what we're about to oh, put yeah. our hands on here. Oh yeah, now. look at yeah. that. So <laughs> at Pizza Mama, we do two styles of pizza and um, I brought both. So we do a Brooklyn, which is underneath. And what you're holding there is a Detroit style. So it's uh, thick, and you're from Detroit. This is my jam right here, pepperoni. Square. Look at that. This always reminds me, it makes me think of like, um, going to public school as a kid and getting cafeteria pizza, except this is exponentially better <laughs> yeah. than that stuff they were serving us. So. No, it's, it's true. Yeah, it, well, and it, kinda, it derives from Sicilian pizza, which um, is kind of a more, it's like the focaccia style. Yeah. Yeah. But in Detroit, um, at a bar, they kind of got, inventive and one night and they were using uh steel pans and they kind of made for the bar scene just um Look at that. they wanted to do something different for some drunk guests thick bread the <laughs> so they took some leftover bread shoved it with the brick cheese which is kind of indigenous from that area and they fried it in these blue steel pans and what came out was this beautiful cheese cr skirt and um yeah it's just rich and delicious. one of the best things to do is just rip that back part off oh yeah, yeah. you see just that cheese at the yeah. end yeah it's like the best part of a grilled cheese sandwich. It is. When it gets burnt on the bottom of the can pan. Yeah. Mm. So we call that the skirt. And um, uh -huh. yeah, it's really <laughs> delicious. But this Pilsner kind of cuts right through all that. That's that perfect. Out. Yeah, you can't be able to be a good Pilsner with the pizza. I mean. Yeah, no. It, and it's, it's cold and got bubbles. Mm -hmm. And that kind of works perfectly. That's why Coca-Cola is so good with pizza. Yeah. And, and even Frizzante wines are yeah. really good with yeah. pizza. It's, I, to me, it's more of that mouthfeel. It's the bubbles and the temperature. These yeah. are always cold. And Bavik is just absolutely perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that, that Czech style Pilsner has got a little bit of bitterness to it. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and so the hops. And I like the Japanese style too, the mm -hmm. rice ones. I really dig those. But yeah, there's something about the European or the Czech style Pilsners that has that little bit extra flavor. Czech Pilsners are just, I mean, you, a lot of times you think of Pilsner just for to just put it away quickly, but you can take your time and enjoy a Czech yeah. Pilsner. There's tons of flavor to it. Definitely. So this is a um, fermented dough. Do you guys that it right? Like it's got a lot of air bubbles, kind of like like you said, focaccia, right? Yeah. So um, our Detroit's go through a double rise. So um, it's it's 
the same dough, but a different process as our Brooklyn style. But um, yeah, we, we definitely ferment our dough. The Brooklyn one goes five days, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and what is this? How long is the, the, the track? This is 24 hours. And what difference is that? Well, because it's a different process, so um, this kind of creates, like the bread, mm -hmm. um, we keep breaking it down, letting it rise, breaking it down, letting it rise. Um, whereas the New York style just ferments in a ball. Mm -hmm. So you get more flavor, and here you get more kind of you get more texture. and Give it like a softer chew. Softer chew, airy. Mm. That's crazy. We're, we're filming on a Monday, so you, you're, you made bread for, you made dough for Friday. Yeah. On here. Yeah. You gotta plan ahead. You gotta plan, gotta ahead. plan hope, ahead. Hope the yeah. refrigeration doesn't go down. Which has happened twice in Chinatown, <laughs> which is a huge problem. But now, real quick, is that the same process you do at Brickfire? Brick, Brickfire is a different, so, um, it, so Mamo is kind of the American style of what we do at Brickfire. Brickfire is our Neapolitan, and so we do an ambient temperature, no additives, um, four we're ingredients, water, We're gonna salt. get into the difference between the style of Neapolitan, because I have a hard time choosing which one I like yeah. the best. But we're gonna give everybody a chance to go run out, grab something to eat, preferably a slice of pizza and a beer, and we'll see you in a second. Bringing you what matters, viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code AHI-THING. All right, welcome back. I know you're jealous, because today we have Matthew Resick, from Pizza Mamo and Brick Fire, and we are doing beer and pizza. Beer and pizza. And we just had the most amazing Detroit-style pizza, and now we're gonna get into Brooklyn-style Brooklyn style yeah. pizza. That is amazing. Okay, this is from this Pizza one. Mamo as well, right? This is Pizza Mamo, okay. yeah. So if you've never had a potato pizza before. Right there, right there. That down. thing, down, there you go, that's. Thinly sliced, describe this pizza for yeah, us. Yeah, so this is what you kind of think about when you think about New York style pizza. It's, um, it's got a thin, crispy, foldable slice. Um, we do what we call a Brooklyn style, which is our hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna grab one too. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, so it's a hybrid of what we do at um, Brick Fire, which is Neapolitan pizza, which is kind of the original style of pizza. Mm -hmm. And in the 1880s, when the Italians were immigrating, or migrating to North America, um, they brought with them their style of pizza. And they could only use what was fresh and local because this was the 1800s. And within 20 years, the New York style pizza is born. And if you go to Lombardi's or some of the older coal fire pizzas, you know, they didn't have wood fire, they used coal, they used bread ovens that were, you know, traditional. And they use ingredients from the US, the mainland. And, um, and this kind of was morphed into it. So if you go to Lombardi's, it still says pizza Napolitana. And it's nothing like the old country, but it's kind of what this became. So it's that. You know, you, you know what this pizza needs? Beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> or, of course. Yeah. Let's open this Chimay. This pizza is awesome. So this is Chimay Cent Cinquante, um, or Chimay Green. Um, this was, it's a relatively new beer. It's a Chimay Tra Belgian Trappist Brewery. Um, and this was, they brewed Cent Cinquante means 150. Um, and they brewed this for their 150th anniversary. It's a 10% blonde, Belgian blonde. But I brought this on because I knew you have a love for Amaro. And Amaro is an Italian uh, digestive and um, normally a lot of botanical flavors, clove, licorice. Um, and this beer 
has a lot of those elements, except none of those ingredients in there. It's all yeast derived. So wow. cheers. 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 Yeah. And it's oh, yeah. actually probably a really good beer to go with this pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And it's ten percent. No, for sure. <laughs> so again, like and those spicy notes. That spicy notes. Plays perfect. with the rosemary. Yeah. Um, it's also cool because it's got high carbonation, scrubs your palate. Like pizza's always got a lot of fat. Oh, Gotta wash it down. Wash it down. <laughs> you need. That's why, like we talk about pilsners, right? Pilsners always work with pizza. I mean, my mom barely drinks beer. If she eats pizza, she has to have beer. Yep. It's like, you know, um, and you need that scrubbing effect. For sure. Completely. And, and then that way you can repeat, you know? Yeah. Eat, rinse, repeat. Eat, rinse, right. repeat. Exactly. <laughs> no. 100%. Yeah, but it is. There's almost like a pepper note. It almost becomes pepper and that rosemary, like Italian spice. Yeah. Kind of that clove sort of plays yeah. in that same, same Yeah. Note. It's such a fun beer, and it's nice because it's like it's still you. You wouldn't realize after you drink a whole one that it's it's such high in alcohol. Well, you, you would at the end. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> after four. Uh. Eventually you will. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fun. Yeah, but Shimei, you know, everybody like most people know what Shimei is. It's like they they don't mess around, right? I mean, yeah. they make good stuff. <laughs> so, it's, like, it's usually an expensive beer, so it's like when you'd say yeah. the whole lineup is usually pretty good cost. You know, like they're not just. Pumping up, you know. Right. Oh, it's yeah. usually a, a head fuller body. It's usually yep. kind of hard to drink with a meal. You're not really pounding it. Mm-mm. Where this kind of washes down nicely. Yeah, yeah. And this is one where you can eat a slice, drink a beer, eat a slice, drink a beer. Yeah. Um, and it goes great with this, with the, because the, the sauce is creamier and so it's the rich, yeah. and then this coming in right behind it. I knew another thing. You were talking potatoes. Oh, and pizza? Carbs on carbs, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean it. I, I personally saw it. I thought it was the weirdest thing. It looks like it looks like stale potato chips on top of a pizza, but once you get into it, it you're just... It's so good. It's so yeah. good. You're, you're like, okay. Great well, decision. I, I wanted to hate it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's the bacon? Where's the fat? Yep. Because, but it worked. Oh, it's fantastic. It worked, yeah. But fresh rosemary as opposed to dried rosemary is yeah. huge on this. Oh, yeah. Well... We're gonna give you time to go get a fresh beer, maybe go order pizza, I don't know if you have time, and come on back and join us for more with uh, pizza and beer. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. Windows Hawaii, trust Windows Hawaii. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Beer. We're with Matt from Pizza Mamo and Brickfire Tavern up in Kaimuki. Gonna eat some more pizza and taste some more things that'll go with that pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna dive into another pizza. And I had a conversation with Matt a few weeks ago and he brought up something that made sense to me. He goes, if you can't have a beer, best thing you ever had with pizza is a Coca-Cola. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Then he throws a curveball and misses and drop a lemon in it. And I'm from Hawaii, I'd never heard of that in my life and I'm completely interested in it. So we're gonna drink some Coca-Cola and put some lemon in it, and eat some New York-style pizza. Yeah. And I'm stoked. <laughs> so let's get Love into it. it. Where is, is this something that you... I've only seen this done on, like, the East Coast. Yeah, I mean... Is I, that, that where you kind of got it from? Maybe. I, got, I, I think I first noticed it from my grandparents, and I just feel like I've been doing it since I was a kid. But a lemon and Coke, it just kind of changes it, and... Now that I'm older and I'm, you know... I love Amaro, which are Italian digestives, and... 
when you throw a lemon in the Coke, kind of, you can see where a lot of those, di those Amaros that are from the cola root oh, yeah. kind of ties it all together. So I, I don't know if it's sophisticated. I liked it since I was a kid. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's an East Coast thing. But um, cause I don't see it too often, but yeah. I feel like it's a European thing maybe. I, I kind of geeked out on it after we had that conversation. I went on like YouTube and I put like an ep episodes of Sopranos. They always had the pizza joint, and then they have the, the white and red Coca-Cola cups, and half of them have a lemon on oh, it. No yeah. And so, because <laughs> I really, I was like, it blew my mind. Talking, I was like, and this is it's actually great. I didn't see what you with the Amaro because yeah. the really good Coca-Cola and that little citrus bar. Because a lot of Amaros use citrus, dried citrus peels in it yeah. too. So, this so one. speaking of your your background, like, how did you? Be come into being the, the pizza guy. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know, I think you guy. are. I'm a guy who loves pizza, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was born in New York. I moved here when I was 10. Um, and the thing I remember missing here from childhood was pizza. And I feel I grew up in Hawaii. I, you know, But I do remember pizza. I remember bagels. I remember Boston's pizza being the closest thing to it. On Wailai. And actually in Kaneohe, we were yeah. talking about it yeah. in high school. You right there find in Boston's pizzas at the end of the night, roll up as you know, kids. And like, hey, what you doing with those? Oh, and your friends work uh, there. You don't always yeah. buy it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, yeah, I just, I've always loved it. I went to school in San Francisco, learned about Brooklyn-style pizza from Village Pizza in San Francisco, and I ate that every single Sunday. When the Sopranos was on, I'm yeah. dating myself. <laughs> when the Sopranos, I, was I on did Sundays. the same thing. It's just you turn it to Sopranos was on. You're like, well, pizza's kind of the thing yeah. for it, you know. Totally. So then, how did that morph into you be um, going to Naples and starting to do like old yeah. world pizza? So it's I, different. I, it's different, and it's it's the origination. I, I in San Francisco, I ate the pizza, but I didn't quite know what I was eating. I was like, oh, this is chewy. This is so good. And I really, I fell in love with the style, but I didn't know much about it at the time. I was in hospitality management, and um, so I was working in hotels. I worked with some wineries, and then I moved back here in 2004, and um, always wanted to open a restaurant, but I started working on the more event side, so I did corporate events, and worked with a lot of restaurateurs, um, but I love pizza. And then I met Intera, who was my life partner, and um, she also came from the CPK background, she was a KCC culinary student, graduate UNLV. So she was more of that catalyst that could get us to our dreams, which we both wanted to open a restaurant. And at the time, I lived close to V Lounge. And I was there probably two, three times. Pizza with the egg. Pizza with the egg, <laughs> yeah. And, and I just learned about the style and just started researching. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, we just kind of researched different areas and we figured, why not go to the hub of it, let's, you know, we saved up for a year, quit our jobs, went to Napoli and just submerged in the culture. And we just lived in Airbnbs in a neighborhood in Napoli and uh, learned with Enzo Cocha and we had to write to him. And he, he doesn't, he takes students sometimes, he sometimes doesn't, he'll maybe do it a few months a year. And, um, and he said, yeah, we'll, we'll take you guys. And he let us stage at his modern restaurant. He let us do dough with the dough guy at his traditional restaurant. And uh, he also has a fried pizza frita, which he taught us to. Hold that thought. You want to get back into that obsession and that yeah, study yeah. and all yeah, this yeah. student of pizza that you've become? Um, give us a second. We'll be right back with the Art of Beer. Ashley is America's number one furniture store. We have everything you need for your home.
At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. Visit us at our seven dealerships statewide. Purchase a brand new Kia using Aloha Kia Express. Purchase at alohakia.com. We are back at the Art of Beer, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm full now because I've just had three pieces of pizza. Um, I think we need to digest a little bit, and I think we brought something that's going to help. Dave, you want to tell us all about this wonderful stuff? Oh, man, Fernet. <laughs> it's one of our favorites. Right? <laughs> Italian digestive. So this is a first time you have it. You probably question whether or not it was supposed to be bottled that way. Um, it's pretty bitter. Um, but the more you drink it, the more it just becomes a thing that you kind of crave. Um, you definitely crave it to the point I of- I crave it, yeah. <laughs> got a little tattoo yeah. action. Branded with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, so that's the Frenet Bronco logo he's got tattooed on there, but he's got a little slice of home on it. There's a diamond head in the background, right? And yep. a slice of pizza in the in the eagle's claws. The so eagles it's bring, yeah, bringing bringing pizza home. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so what 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 makes? Well, that's cheers. And cheers. Then, I want I want to know learn more about what makes like a Amaro or Fernet in particular. Yeah. Amaros in general are bitter, sweet, digestives. I guess all throughout Europe, actually all throughout the world, they have different digestives. Amaro is one of those things where. There's really no rules for it at all other than a guideline that it's bitter and sweet. And most of them are, you know, family recipes from hundreds of years. For the most part, um, they're bitter because, you know, the body kind of, it starts salivating in the back and your body thinks you're having poison and that's, and it starts, you know, right? And that, that's really what it is. You're tricking your anatomy. It's like your body's like, no, you're not supposed to drink this. You're not supposed to drink this. And it starts creating things so you digest and that's. To my knowledge, where digestives came from. That's, I mean, that's I pretty much where it is. For that, I mean, that's pretty much right on. That's, um, you have your aperitif for the beginning of your yeah. meal. You get your taste buds rolling. You eat your meal, and at the end, you do a digestive. Yeah. And that's to just so you, when you stand up from your table and try to walk to your car, you don't walk funny. <laughs> you know, you can get back to normal, and right. And, it helps. And, and to your point, the the aperitifs, you know, also have the same bitter, but slightly smaller and it's more to stimulate your appetite to get some salivation going and then same at the end it's more heavy and it washes it down and yeah it really helps digest what you've consumed although in Italy you've spent two three hours consuming it so your body's already digesting it so you know, it's <laughs> but so after, after a pizza, get yourself a little tomorrow. So tell us more. You, we, we left off. You're talking about your time in Naples and learning there. And, and tell us more about that. Did you did you get into Amaro's and Fernet there? Or was that like oh, when you're in San Francisco? Fernet was from San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Fernet was just something because I in San Francisco, I was, you know, in college and I worked at a couple of different restaurants. I had one of them, Hukilao. I helped open it. We had one here um, with same guys and um, but the thing, I, and I was out at USF, so I was out in Richmond District, which is Clement Street is very Chinese, and then it's all Russian, and then you have all the college kids. So everyone hangs out at the same bars. So you're playing darts next to kind of a very diverse, which is what San Francisco is, and everyone's drinking Fernet. And at first you're like, what is this? Like, and, and then it just becomes kind of social. And for me, it's always just been like that kind of nod to a social and the same thing with pizza, same thing with sitting around breaking bread, you know, it, for me, that's what this became. So it was very nostalgic. And one of my friends, um, who's a partner at Brickfire, he opened a few bars here and he always carried Fernet for us before. I, I didn't really see Fernet a lot until I be, became part of the Chinatown community. And that's a big bartender community. And that's really how Fernet 
got its rounds. It was you hey, know, Dave, the you bartender's hand. You get your Fernet coin? Oh, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> we have time for this? Got my Hawaii Fernet coin. Sharing <laughs> <laughs> this. Fernet Bronco makes challenge coins. Yeah. And they give it to, <laughs> this one has an exclusive Hawaii logo on it. And you challenge your friends and you say, do you have your coin? And if he doesn't have his coin, he's buying me a round of Fernet. So he's got it. Tradition, tradition from so uh, Tradition from uh, the old Navy the sailors used to have their, yeah. their um, yeah, same one. Oh, yeah. Yours yeah. is a little less beat up than mine. Yeah. So should we do another shot of Fernet then? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot my coin. I actually just got back from Italy and uh, I still have my money clips. I didn't bring my coin there. That's okay. We got a few extra ones floating around. We'll get to. So when did the, so your obsession started and you got you got to, took it to Italy, but now yeah. you now you own Mama, which has you know Brooklyn and Detroit style. Pizza. Yeah, you, which you haven't stopped. No, because so this is my childhood. This this was when we dialed in the Mamo dough. I like teared. I was like, oh, this tastes like child. This tastes like the pizza I've been chasing. I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about this one more because this is probably a good time. But you're going to have to turn into the extended edition because we're going to wrap up TV time right now. So come back. We're still with Matt. Pizza Mama, Brick Fire Turner. We're going to drink some more Fernet and a couple other beers. So. Okay, I think we're on another round of Fernet, right? That's kind of where we left it off. So left it off that. And then talking about, I, I want to learn more about that transition from learning in Naples and how you went from there to opening up and, and your certification, because what, what you went to, I mean, basically you were certified. It, uh, it, or, after, yeah, right. that took a few years, but yeah. Um, so we learned with Enzo Kocha, and he, uh, he's just a master. He actually won a, a top 50 world pizza. He's like number seven. Um, and I was just at his restaurant, and they have the plaque up, and I was, I was super stoked for them. But um, we learned from him, his, his traditional style, and there's people, excuse me, Pizza and Fernet. Yeah, he has a certain style. It's funny because if people who like our pizza at Brickfire, <clears throat> who have been to other pizzerias around the country, they'll say, hey, this reminds me of so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, actually, we learned from the same guy. So it's a little bit of a brotherhood with us and Enzo specifically. There is an association, though, in Italy, which is what we've earned, which right. is I think what you're talking about, where um, it's certified by the government. It's like a DOC, Denomination of Control, uh, label that they do for crafts, as well as, you know, everything from olive oil, wines. And, everything, yeah. and it's, you know, basically certified against fraud. And what they're protecting is their craft. So they want to see only four ingredients. Your flour has to be an approved flour. Your tomatoes have to be an approved tomato sauce. Um, you have to do hand mixing or an Italian slow mixer. You have to ferment ambient temperature, stretch by hand. You got to cook at 800 plus degrees. Everywhere else in the world, you have to use bufala mozzarella, except us because we're physically the farthest away from Italy. And they gave us an exception in Hawaii only. Geographic exceptions. Geographic exceptions. So we make our own mozzarella. Well, no one wants we... a $50 pizza? <laughs> yeah, I get it today. Hey, but if you can't get it, making your own mozzarella is as good as it gets yeah. in Hawaii. I mean, and we that's... use Wisconsin curd, which, so if, if we can get something locally, we will. So, you know, we, we work with Bob McGee at Pono yeah. Pork, um, herbs and produce and everything that's local. But no one's really aging cheeses or that sort of stuff. So that we will import from Italy. 
um, unless we like it better from the U.S. Mm -hmm. So our Wisconsin mozzarella, we use curds from Wisconsin, um, and we pull our own. So we got same taste that we liked from Caserta, which is a little bit saltier. And um, and they say, oh, because it's on the Bay of Naples. And, but really, we just we, we, we say to our cooks, it got to taste like Kailua seawater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got to yeah, taste yeah, like you just took a mouthful <laughs> in Kailua. And, and that's what we do, and that's what we like doing it. And um, so that's how we kind of pay homage to what we're doing. But to get the certification, you have to send them invoices. You have to, you know, prove that you're actually using their products or products that are approved by them. And if not, you get a waiver like we did for the cheese. Um, and then keep the technique up. So there we're very traditional. Um, but yeah, and Mamo, we kind of do it more <laughs> local. Style, so right? everything, yeah. like, you know, tomatoes from California, flour from Utah and California, <coughs> um, cheese from Wisconsin, because it's the best. I mean, um, in Wisconsin, I mean, you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so talking cheese in America, it's yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell anyone from Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. I don't know well, from our, you know, our sausage or pepperonis, it's all from Columbus, Ohio. Same thing with our sopressata, like, because we like it the best. Yeah. But we taste our olive oils every year. It's just, you know, we, we're trying to just do what tastes the best. So at some point, um, availability, we can't get it. Like, we're going to trump it with quality. I love the obsession of it, you know, it's like... It's just not not just making pizza. I mean, you're, yeah. you're making sure it's correct and done and highest quality and what you can give out to people. It's not, it is an obsession. It's yeah. And you, you go to the pizza show every year, like yeah. you're always pushing to see what other people are doing. Yeah, and what's, I like what's to get inspired by, you know, going around and trying things. And, and I, yeah, and I, I take a lot of inspiration also from Italian restaurants, so... I, um, and I love modern Italian cuisine. I think the guy, San Francisco has got some of the best restaurants on the Italian side that I've really experienced. And it really hum is humbling. And it really kind of, one thing I always have to remind myself is you can do tradition well or you can do the modern well. But bridging the two is very <laughs> hard. hard. And I, I really like to stick to tradition. And Speaking of, we're talking about Italian cuisine, right? Maybe you can help us out because we were getting a little stumped <laughs> on this. Just coming back to beer, we were talking about what the best beers to pair with Italian cuisine. and Outside of pizza. It was like, Outside of yeah. pizza. Pizza and beer are like made in heaven. Yeah. But... Well, when you, when you were in... I mean, I've been to Italy a few times. You lived in Italy, you know, and it's like... Yeah, I pair Italian food with beer. I don't think what are you, you gonna do? drink? I don't think so you You got a tray of baked ziti. What, are you gonna, what kind of beer are you going to drink? You know, I, I don't think I you do. are. Yeah, yeah and, and to me, the one, and Dave can tell you, the one thing that I really came home with was a sense that the meal is with wine. Yeah. Like, the, it's not like you have a beverage, you have a wine list that you're going to choose what you're drinking. Your choices are pre and post meal, but you're having wine with the meal, and and I think that kind of yeah, that's a pretty good way to put I'm it. Not yeah, that is part of the meal. Yeah. It's, really, it's, like wine is like it's so much part of life that when we were there, like you could literally buy a bottle of wine for less than you could buy a bottle of water. Yeah. Like you didn't maybe want to drink France, it, yeah. but you know, in, in, we were there a while ago, so but seven or eight dollar bottle of wine was drinkable, and twelve dollar bottle of wine was. Ooh. Way better than anything we were drinking. You would be drinking here for twelve bucks. Truly, and I saw on um, wines on our list for seven euro that we're selling for. I'm not even gonna say, but <laughs> but um, it, but also Fernet was twelve euro. 
and you know Campari or Aperol was yeah. like nine euro, seven yeah. euro. Yeah. So <laughs> there were we, we. I just went with our team, um, some of our team members, uh, who are my friends, and we had a great time. And we went to Napoli, uh, Rome. We went to uh, Tuscany. There was a couple mornings we ate for net for breakfast <laughs> because we saw it in the store. We're like, oh my god. Twelve dollars. <laughs> it's so cheap. Yeah, it's so cheap. It's uh, we have some cool pictures and uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's so different there. Yeah. But again, I think there when you're choosing what to pair, I, I think you're just it's wine. Yeah. Just okay. I, wine. I, I feel I feel so much better in myself because it's one thing I've always like being a beer guy, but coming from an Italian background, it's like I've never had a good answer. I think Ever. maybe if you're like doing some southern or, or some seafood. You might be able to get away with a sour if it's kind of falling in the line. Lighter like Belgian style, wine, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. if so you many, had so to. many white wines that would go with it. Yeah. 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 And, there's, that's, and we're like, I, th I think grabbing it. Yeah. And mostly all the, the Italian beers that I remember, they're all lagers. They're all like yeah. really yes. light. Yeah. I mean something you might drink after work or something. Yeah. And a lot of the, the modern Italian craft breweries, they tend to skew. I mean, there are some new ones that are popping up. That um, I was, I had one the last time I was in Sicily. I was in Syracuse, and um, my cousin gave me uh, like a from a craft brewery there, and it was an IPA, and it was like an American style kind of juicy, and it was spot on. And and he, you know, he's he lives in Catania, and and he was all about it, you know. And I was like, oh my god, this is actually really good. We were at a, a great pizza place in Syracuse. Ordered wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. we brought it, we tasted it. I was like, this is amazing. I don't want to drink this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But they, there are some modern ones, but most of them are saying like a lot of them tend to skew more Belgian. So a lot of the, the Italian craft breweries are either going Pilsners um, and making like amazing like Italian style Pilsners, or they tend to start skewing a little bit more Belgian because those, those flavors that come out in Belgian beers pair really well with the yeah. you know the food yeah um, and belgian beer oh, is got something yeah let's open a token let's open it. Uh, we got a belgian beer right there yeah. so i mean and i think it, it probably plays plays to the same concept of like in in a lot of european cultures like food is meant to be eaten with beer and or some other right. drinks so like in belgium when they're making beer it's you it's made to be right like with food right, right. It, thank you and that the, the, the easy rule for pairing food is if it grows together, it goes together, right? So yeah. if that wine is from <laughs> right. Italy, then it's going to go with Italian food-ish. Yeah. You know, yeah, you southern France. They have dry to go with their... Yeah, it's, it's so hyper-regionalized. That's the... Yeah, if it grows together, it goes together. Well, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. So we just opened a token... Um, I'm not gonna say the the French pronunciation of the word, of the the beer, but because uh, I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, it's a blackberry goose, so it's a spontaneously fermented <laughs> spontaneously fermented in the Seine Valley um, around Brussels, um, and um, that means they don't put any yeast in it. They they brew it and they cool it in a big open wide cool ship. Let whatever is in the air fall on it, and that's how it starts to ferment. And then they put it in barrels and they let it sit for like you know. And for one, two, and three years, um, this one's blended with blackberries, and it's good. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 so good. it's very good. Um, and Tilkin, I believe, even up to this point, this might be a couple years old. They they weren't um, they're a blendery. Um, they might be brewing their own now, but a lot of places in Brussels where they don't even brew. So what they do is they go to other breweries, they brew the beer, they take it back, and then they they cool it in their area. 
Was, that's before 2029. I think yeah. we're ahead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back for season 12 of the Art of Beer. <laughs> <laughs> but this is almost, I'm, you, this could be like, you know, your aperitif, right? Yeah. Where it's, it's, yeah. it's funky, it's sour, it's tart. It's fruity. Yeah, this gets making you salivate. It's making you salivate. Your taste buds going. Right, it gets your taste buds going, right? So it's almost like having totally. like a Negroni or something or, or you know, before you, you eat. Um, and it gets you like, it's almost like kind of dry. Yeah. Back there. So I always like laughing when our sommelier friends tell us, you know, when you want to test it, just open your mouth and put your mouth down. Because you just judge by how much the saliva travels down your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> or how acidic so it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it just gets you salivating and taste buds are going wild, so. Oh, yeah. So I think a question came up of, if you had to pair a beer with each one of your pizzas, just say stylistically wise, right? Right. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot, like, pick a beer, like not just like a style. So if you're gonna pair, if, if you walked into someone else's restaurant that's or, and was serving Detroit style, what beer are you gonna order? Pepperoni, Detroit, Detroit style. Pepperoni. Detroit pepperoni. So it's a tough answer, because you have to tell me where I'm at. You're in Detroit. I'm in Detroit, I'm gonna find something like, uh, uh, I'm gonna say it in anchor steam, but something that's got that you know darker malty. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go good the fat tire almost. That's yeah. that's okay, kind yeah. of what I'm thinking because I'm also when I pick a beer, it's where I'm at. Yeah. In Hawaii, I want like crisp, but it's, if I'm on the mainland, I'm in, out in a ski resort. I'm picking something different. Yeah. There's I love Boddington sometimes, yeah. and oh, yeah. so it's it's just. But I will. I don't think I'll drink Boddingtons in Hawaii. For whatever reason, <laughs> it just doesn't seem appropriate. I've I've had some black and tans just because I like them. But all right, you're you're walking through New York and you get a New York style pizza. And you got to choose a beer. Choose a beer, and Coca Cola is not one of them. There's no, there's no yeah. Coke Eleven. New York, <laughs> yeah, Coke. Uh, New York style. I would probably go lager. I'd say Brooklyn lager. Oh yeah. Brooklyn beer. Because it go, goes together, grows together. <laughs> so. Brooklyn and Brooklyn beer. Yeah, but I no, but I'm a I'm a Pilsner guy, so um, I'll see whatever local Pilsner, what they would have. And then if 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 you're not in Italy, but you're having a traditional. Well, Chris Bianco has kind of made that Neapolitan style yeah. pizza. Put that on the map in in Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. So if you're at Chris's place, and not that I know him by first name, but yeah, well, Mr. What Bianco's. Am I <laughs> you guys are putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> just, even just that style. Just that style. Yeah. What, what, what beer, even if you're here, if you're, walking yeah. into, if you're walking into your restaurant. If I'm walking into my restaurant, I'm looking at what Hanukkah is doing and what we're, what we're pouring. Um, you guys rotate with them? What, yeah. What are you, what are you, so you're not, you don't have a steady handle with them? It kind of changes? It, or, yeah, or we're, yeah, it's just uh, rotating. Nice. And we, we have one or two always. Um, we're always rotating with them. Um, Surprised they don't have the party boy on all the time, right? If they made it all the time, we would. They just don't. That's pizza beer. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's good brewery. When we have it. when we have party boy, yeah. like, and at, at Mamo, we'll have it on draft. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Menabrea is a beer I mentioned earlier, but Menabrea is something I drank all throughout Italy, um, and I drank it in New York City too. Um, I like Menabrea. I like the effervescence there, and I like its light. Um, but again, if I'm, it depends on the season, I think. Mm. So for me, I'm, I'm really, that's just, I guess how I am, but I, you know, time I, and place, time and place. Yeah. If I'm in Seattle, I'm drinking, uh, Manny's. 
Manny. So it's just, I'm really looking local and I'm looking at, I just have what I like. And if I'm in San Francisco, it's Anchor's team. No so one thing we talked about, you we just said <laughs> you're going to uh, have something on tap at, at Mamo. Tell us what else is on tap at Mamo. We have wine, uh, red, no, we don't, we don't have it on tap. Oh, have, really? no. I you could, no. It just flows like it's on tap. It flows like it's on like tap. It's on tap. We, have a, we have a wall We have a Fernet. wall with bottles on it's it. It's a wall of Fernet. And I think there's one Angel's Envy on there. <laughs> well, we can't thank you enough for coming by and sharing your amazing pizza and all your knowledge with us. It was such a pleasure. Thank we got to head out. But if you guys are in town, get the Pizza Mamo, get the Brick Fire, eat some pizza, drink some Fernet, drink lots of beer. And cheers. Thanks, cheers. guys. Cheers. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. Thank you. Of course.